only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Better with butter. Better with butter. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, ladies and jelly spoons, where everything is better with butter. <laughs> it's so lame, dude. It's so lame. Uh, but yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Man in the movie, what's happening? Oh, well, there's one big film brave enough to fight Star Wars at the box office. It's that. That's the animated flick, Spice in Disguise. You want to talk about it now? Yeah, go for it. All right. Well, Will Smith, who made one of the worst films of the year, Gemini Man, which probably a few of you guys had seen, uh, didn't do well at the box office. He's back with a vengeance in the animated tale, Spice in Disguise. And that's actually a good thing. The film is cute and entertaining. Even though the premise, Spice turning into pigeons, is a bit head-scratching. Based on the short film, Pigeon Impossible, the <laughs> film plays with hyper-masculinity like Bradley Ryan, and now he can be cute and cuddly <laughs> like Bradley Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smith is famous but self-centered super spy Lance Sterling, who has his own cue a la James Bond, the maker of his gadgets. This time, he's a young scientist named Walter Beckett, voiced by Spider-Man himself, Tom Holland. Trouble begins when Walter is showing Lance his latest invention, the biodynamic concealment that Lance accidentally swallows. And soon, the super spy is now a super pigeon with human intelligence and personality still intact. For those parents who are afraid that little kids may be faced with violence in the film, don't worry. I actually like how the film subverts the genre and turns violence into cute and cuddly bubbles, bubblegum, and kitty glitter. Fun and harmless, Spice in Disguise gets three out of four animated double O's. Kisses. Hey, speaking of Spider-Man, do you remember in the 70s, the first Spider-Man, the, oh, the, yes. mi- the miniseries? Uh-huh. And, but he was in college. He was yeah. a film. He was a film student, in, uh, a photography student in college, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But not. But why is he in high school now with everything else? Because the original, the comic books, he was in high school. Right. But why did that one in the 70s? Did they make him like a college student? Uh, and he was like, there was something. It, it about was the thing then. But just remember, all those people. If you think of all the movies in the 70s, and they're all playing uh, high school kids, they're all really college age, and it. Oh, yeah, I remember 90210 when <laughs> all the high school seniors were 45. No, I mean, just think back. All the Halloween movies in the beginning, right? What? I mean, Jamie, I mean, they're supposed to be in high school and, or Carrie for, you know, did they all look high school or did, did the 70s people just look like that? Did they just mature? So, or? yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they, maybe they just matured. They certainly were hairier. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they had a lot it's, of hair. There was a lot of hair. <laughs> The 70s movies I used to watch, there was a lot of hair. <laughs> and tight-fitting jeans. <laughs> oh, all right. So what else is happening? This Let's weekend? talk about the top 10 best films of the year, Brad Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin with number 10, Knives Out. Have you seen that film? I have not. This is a great ensemble and an intricate script. Director Ryan Johnson, who made actually what I think is the best Star Wars of this current trilogy, The Last Jedi. He created that, and now he revitalizes the murder mystery genre, much as he tried to revitalize the Star Wars. Uh, movie the last last time then the Star Wars film decides to just keep it safe this time Got um, it. 
So there you go. I know I'm a little jaded a little with that. Sp- it's a little sp- shade, spoiler. right? It's a little shade. Um, number nine is The Farewell. Aquafina shines in this involving family drama that is at once touching and life-affirming. Those that are uh, 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 that have aversion to uh, reading the subtitles, there's a Me? bit of sub. Yes, there's a little a little subtitle here. Um, they play Chinese folks, some living in America, some living in China, and there you go. Um, number eight, Jojo Rabbit, the story of a boy who adores Hitler, seemed off-putting. The first five seconds, everyone's like, "Wow, why is he saying hail hail Hitler?" But Stay with it until it's heartfelt ending. You'll cry, laugh, and maybe dance with joy. And Scarlett Johansson is amazing here as the mom, hmm. the sweet mom. Number seven, Booksmart. I've loved this film since I saw this in the summer. It, I called it the best comedy of the year then. It's still the best comedy of the year now. And it's also one of the smartest coming-of-age films in recent memory. Deliciously acted, brilliantly written, and confidently directed by first-time filmmaker Olivia Wilde, who is... An actress. She is in uh, Richard Jewell, the current. Who Richard stars Jewell. in this? Um... Beanie Feldstein. Um, she is the sister of uh, Jonah Hill. Oh wow! Yes, okay. Beanie, Beanie Feldstein. Beanie. And Beanie. That's her real name. Yes. Beanie. Beanie, and she's sweet. Wow. Yeah. Tough break, kiddo. <laughs> right. I mean, now you're a famous actor, but <laughs> why did that pay off? Because it's tough being an insurance salesman with the name Beanie. Beanie Feldstein. You mean? Yes. Okay. Number six, we have Little Women. Writer-director Greta Gerwig plays with time in adapting Louisa May Alcott's beloved novel. Some of the folks that had seen the film complain about the time jump because it starts seven years during when, when the Little Women and, their, and when their dad is in service at the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to seven years after when um, it's, it's, it's not hard to follow. Um, when it's drab, when it's looking like all almost black and white and grayish mm-hmm. that's seven years before when it's all colorful and pretty it's seven years after got it that's easy um, number five Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Quentin Tarantino's ninth film is also one of his best it's a passionate and entertaining love letter to the good old days of Tinseltown number four 1917 I love this film the seemingly one shot miracle there's no cuts or edits, supposedly. It's an instant eye-popping classic thanks to a great collaboration between director Sam Mendes and cinematographer Roger Deakins. He will win Best Cinematographer this Hold year. Hold on a second. The whole film is done in one shot? It appears that way, but it's not. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, but it does look like the, the camera is actually an actor in this film as well. Oh, wow. It's amazing. It's, it's really what happens to these two soldiers. Um, task with a difficult uh, uh, mission to to relay an important message to the other soldiers fighting like about nine hours away and this is about two hours of their lives oh, okay. what happened it's Awesome. I love this. And the film's message of sacrifice is there. Number three, Marriage Story. Writer-director Noah Baumbach creates an affecting and honest movie about divorce. Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver give massive performances in this love story about breaking up. And let me tell you, Mm. I'm having a change of heart. I thought Joaquin Phoenix from The Joker will win. Mm. I have a feeling Adam Driver will take it. Really? Well, because he also is in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. There's, you know what I mean? And it's not that bad movie either. Interesting. What an actor he turned out to be. Right? Imagine that from Grandma's Boy to, to, to this. <laughs> you kept on referencing Grandma's Boy. And you're right. Because he's totally, hilarious. Now. He's like, I totally I forgot him there. <laughs> the first time I spoke with him is in a movie called Inside Lewin Davis. It's... 
you, it's from the Fargo people, the Cohen brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like a nobody then. And all of a sudden he did Star Wars and all uh, Black Clansman and all of that. Oh, that's right. You said that one too. Right. He wow, is a, right. an amazing actor. And when you see Star Wars, he has a lot of lo- those new ones. You think it's funny. And then he kind of actually shows you that it is actually kind of funny what he's doing. And it's brilliant. Nice. Uh, number two, Parasite. It's a dark fairy tale. I, I know, I'm sorry, Bradley. You're, this is also subtitle, Korean movie. Um, but it's a dark fairy tale about social inequality. Writer-director Bang Joon-ho weaves a sophisticated parable on how we're all parasites of one another. Rich and poor, poor and rich. Simply brilliant. And my favorite film of the year is The Irishman. All hail the great Martin Scorsese. By the way, it's Scorsese. I said Scorsese. I know, right? I thought Scorsese. Before, back in the day, I was calling him Martin everyone Scorsese. Everyone called him Scorsese back in the day. It's Scorsese. Everyone. But then I, Scorsese. I, I wisen up. I'm like, let me Google when I talk to them for the Irishman. Let me make sure that I'm pronouncing. And it is really Scorsese. I, like Italians. Oh, Scorsese. I know. I asked Robert De Niro how to pronounce it. Oh, yeah. And it's Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> All hail the great Martin Scorsese, the three-and-a-half-hour masterpiece that Bradley saw twice. That's how much he yes. loved the film. It's crowned with memorable performances from De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, and Keitel. Moving and nailed. I know. Sorry, Roman, Ray Romano. I mean, he was there. He had his own TV good. show for years anyway. He's right. He's, he's made his money. Don't worry about Ray Romano. <laughs> Moving and nail-biting. Simply one of the best gangster movies ever made. And watch for the last 30 minutes. It just kind of like, it will just break your heart. Mm. <laughs> I love that film. So there you have it. Uh, That's my top 10 best films of the year. And now let's start. If you guys want to stay home and watch Netflix, I suggest you see The Witcher. Witches, Monsters, and Mutants. The new series of Witcher arrives on Netflix and it's violently good. This one is part sword and sandal genre with a dash. <laughs> Why do you like sword and sandal? Sword and sandal genre. This is yeah, one of my favorite This is one of my favorite role play genres. <laughs> toga, toga and loincloth. Loincloth, that's right. Loincloth and an eye patch. That's all I need, buddy. <laughs> Pair of sandals. Loincloth and an iPad <laughs> with that X thing in the chest. <laughs> the X leather strap. Savannah wears that one. That Princess Leia outfit from when she was yeah. a prisoner from the uh, male version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> It's like the gladiator uh, outfit. Yes, the bondage um, gladiator. So you got the you got you got the gist. It's sword and sandal <laughs> with a dash of the Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. The Witcher has fantastic action scenes, violent, uh, but it's balanced with enough drama and magic and just a little sophistication. Big factor here is Henry Cavill in the title role. He's known as Geralt of Rivia, the Butcher of Blaviken. He's the White Knight who soon meets the two other important characters in the series. First, we have the magical princess Siri, played by Freya Allen. You will also be attracted to the powerful sorceress Yennefer, played by Anya Shalotra. This is uh, part of the challenge here, though. As a viewer, is the learning curve for those not familiar with the material. But once you grasp the concept, you're in for a good time. This one is based on the book series by Andrzej Sapkowski. The Witcher is also a popular role-playing video game. I enjoy playing the Witcher games enormously. While playing them, I always thought this would make a great TV show yeah. or movie. As a fan of the book and as a fan of the video game, do you think this, the TV series lived up to it? Absolutely, I do. I think it's going to be, it's something a little different for everyone, but also the essence is going to be the same. If I know elders speak for your awesome, I will, know, I will say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. The thrilling and emotionally satisfying fall under the spell of the Witcher. And in elders speak, like what I told um, the wonderful Henry Cavill, 
which is used in the series, it is quite magical, or Encheas. And for that, The Witcher gets three out of four. It's wickedly good. Hey, you're full of Encheas. I, I am uh, full what of Encheas. What does Encheas mean? Magical. Oh. Yes. I'm, I, that's, thank you. And I'm you are Encheas. not full of magical. Encheas? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that, part, is that elfin it's language? Elder speak. Elder speak? Yeah. Is that the language? It's a language, apparently. Here's the thing. A real language? They're, they actually have an elder speak um, consultant in the series. And I met him, and he's awesome. Like Klingon? Well, like yeah, Klingon? he knows all of those languages. Oh, wait. So this is like a... Uh, oh, so this like is a, a linguist. This is a... Um, well, I'm not a cunning linguist, but I am a master debater. <laughs> um, so this is a... <laughs> This is a game. I'm not a cunning. A <laughs> cunning linguist. Cunning linguist. Uh, the uh, <laughs> this is based on a role-playing game. Video game. Yeah. Okay. So then, in this game, there is this language. Yes. Elder Elderberry. Elder speak. Elder speak. Yes. So then they bring in a super nerd. Who knows all of the, the, the <laughs> right. elder speak, and then he got it. Okay, wow. Yes, pretty much. Wow. It's all the super nerds of the world, but it's actually, I mean, you know, nerds are awesome. Sometimes, <laughs> when you start companies. They started Star Wars. Otherwise, you know, when you're just out on the weekends, sword, fake sword fighting, you know. <laughs> I mean, all right. They dress up as Thor. <laughs> <laughs> or some people dress up in loincloth and togas. I do that at least once a month. <laughs> but only my wife sees Every it. Every Friday. <laughs> last Friday of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Only my wife sees it unless we forget to delete the video. <laughs> uh, is that it? That's it. It's our last podcast for the year, Brian. It's our Ryan. last podcast of the year. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, yes. next year, we promise to do much, much worse. Yes, and with music, we really <laughs> promise. Oh, yeah. And maybe we'll try to like get a theme song. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Just need some, you just need a guitar. <laughs> yeah, All that's right. it. I can do that. <laughs> All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, have a wonderful new year, and we yeah. will see you. Uh, Drink up. See you next decade. Yeah. Oh, you're right. See you next decade. Uh, let me be the first one. Let me be the first time <laughs> say, see you next decade. That's smart. All right. I'll see you next year. I'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> see you next decade. Yes. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. Happy New Year.